0: ready to just jump into it if you are
1: sure yeah, yeah sounds good
0: yeah all right well uh I think it's been a little over two years I'm trying to think from the last time you and yeah I
1: just I about mm-hmm. saw each
0: other I think you came out to one of the meets my junior year right after you graduated but
1: yeah the, that one in New Hampshire mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah so I guess the first question is just uh how have you been doing and what are you up to right now
1: yeah, I've been doing all right I'm still I'm uh I'm still Living at home in my uh, kind of home area where I grew up, and I currently work for a—it's called Morning Ag Clips. It's like a agriculture news website. It's kind of based in my hometown, so I do some writing and editing work for them. That's kind of just what I do for now.
0: How long have you been doing that?
1: I started last September. Okay. A over. Okay.
0: Were you doing like some sort of a, I feel like I, I remember you saying you were like doing landscaping for a little while. Was that? I, yeah,
1: I was. My my dad does a, a landscaping business, so right. I helped him in the summers most times.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, just to kind of uh, kick things off here, um, it's been a while since I interviewed a, a cross-country teammate or a running teammate. Uh, from Gordon, at least. Uh, so I guess to to start things off, kind of tell people how uh, you got your start in running and um, anything that stands out to you from your career before you got to Gordon.
1: Well, let's see. I s- started running when I was 13. It was um, going into my eighth grade, going into eighth grade. And um yeah, I guess I kind of got into it. I mean, I had done kind of youth sports growing up. I had always done like baseball and soccer all through uh, elementary school, but I was never, like never really great at those. But my mom kind of always suggested, like she kind of saw that I but I I could run pretty well, so she kind of suggested I I get into you know, cross country or track. So I I got started then. And I did it all through high school, and I was uh, fortunate enough to be on a pretty uh, successful uh, high school team. We were like a, a smaller school, so kind of competing against small schools, but we did make it to the, uh, the state meet uh, three years in a row. So we, were, we had one guy who was, uh, like he was a nationally ranked runner So, like he was always like kind of like way ahead of the rest of us. I was always one of the guys, kind of the middle, middle of the pack guys, kind of supporting him, I guess. But we had a pretty uh, strong team. So, it it kept me engaged and interested, kind of gave me a a good activity all through high school and a group of people that I was able to hang out with and kind of grow real close to through those years. So.
0: Yeah. Were you doing cross-country and track at this time, or was this just one or the other or what?
1: I was doing both, yeah. Cross-country fall and then track in the spring.
0: And what events were you doing in, in track at this time?
1: I was doing usually like middle to distance. I, my specialty, I guess, was uh, my favorite one was the uh, 3200, but I would occasionally... I would also do the mile and every so often do like 800 or even our coach would sometimes have the distance runners do four by 400 relays kind of just because didn't have enough people or just because I guess, but.
0: Yeah. I remember doing a couple of those at Gordon, I guess, because yeah, uh, for, for similar reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Was there ever any desire to venture out into the field events or try, try some sprinting or anything like that?
1: I did modified when I was on modified track, I did a high jump a little bit. That was the one field event that I was kind of interested in, but once I got to high school, I focused on just running, and I think one time in my whole high school career i my my coach put me in a four by one hundred relay, just kind of one of those days where you needed somebody, and he just you know picked me I guess, so that was my my one sprinting venture in my That's, time. How did
0: that go for you?
1: Oh, it was, it was a blur. I just remember getting the baton and like just going as fast as I could. I,
0: yeah. Well, it always amazes me because, you know, it, it's technically the same sport, but you obviously you run a hundred meter race completely different to, you know, what we're used to in cross country or the, or the distance events. You know, you just yeah. you go, go all out as hard as you can. There's obviously no yeah, saving. Yeah. So you've got to approach the race completely differently. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I guess uh, that leads me into uh, where I got to know you through, through Gordon. So I guess, um, what's your coming to Gordon story and how'd you hear about the college and uh, how big a role did, did running and cross country and track play in, in bringing you here?
1: When I was looking at colleges, I, knew, I always knew I wanted to go to a uh, Christian school and I, uh, the pastor of my church at the time, one of his uh, kids went to Gordon many years ago. So he, I kind of, had heard the name before and after visiting and uh, visiting a couple other schools, I ended up uh, deciding on Gordon, you know, being on the team. It was a, a really good, good thing for me. I, I know I, you know, being a, I guess kind of a like, more kind of introverted you know, shyer person naturally, the team kind of gave me, gave me like an, an outlet, like a something to do and, you know, people that I was able to meet and, I guess, and, and get to know well. So that was always a a big, that was a, a very good thing for me. Um, uh, I guess in terms of, you know, competition and, and stuff, I'm, I'm running was, you know, something that I enjoyed. I still enjoy so I was glad I was able to I wasn't quite ready to to give it up after high school so I was glad I was able to continue to to grow that and and be a part of the, the sport. And I guess the other big thing was on my senior year when coach had me be one of the the captains that was a big I guess helped me grow and being a leader, which something isn't it's not something that you know comes naturally to me, I don't necessarily seek that out, so that was a big you know way i it was a it stretched me I was able to grow and so and that's something that i still you know, things I've learned from that I still carry with me today, so I was very glad to be part of the team yeah
0: that's your senior year senior year Gordon you're talking about right yes, okay. yeah, right, mm-hmm. yeah, so I guess if i'm if I'm doing the math right, I think uh my first year was Coach Weichert's second, and you're Yet. two years ahead of me. So you would have come in as a freshman um, under the previous coach, That's right. is that right?
1: Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm.
0: So how did you see the team, um, I guess, change through the transition when, when Coach Weichert came on board?
1: Well, I, my freshman year, I had joined for track season, so I, I didn't do cross country my freshman year, but you know, in track, it was kind of real. I guess like a bit chaotic because I think the the previous coach had kind of suddenly like uh, quit. I guess so there was kind of a lot of a little bit of I guess turmoil in terms of who was going to do it and everything. So that was uh, kind of a yeah, you know, it was just very disorganized for much of that year, and it was it was kind of like the the like older like seniors and juniors on the team kind of became the coaches and were yeah kind of leading the team so when coach Weicker came in that was a real steadying presence and he brought more organization to the team so and and that just helped become you know just having a team be co- coherent unit is it just goes a goes a long way in helping you know performance and um and other things too so it was definitely a good thing you know see him come in establish what how he wanted to run the team and seeing people kind of slowly but surely buy into that um it was a good it was a real progression especially you know year after year the years that i was there
0: yeah well i've always enjoyed the running community for that reason i feel like it's just uh such a great, uh, community group of, of people to have. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I think that was especially true, you know, from what I got to experience at Gordon. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I totally feel that and and understand what you're saying there. Um, yeah. cause I, I think by the time, by the time I came in, it was, it was even more apparent that they started the the grit motto that year and everything. So that was, uh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. maybe it made being a part of a team feel just that much more special, not just because, you know, you enjoyed obviously what you were doing with, uh, with running and athletics and everything, but being, being a part of that family um, mm-hmm. and having that aspect of it as well.
1: Yeah, that was definitely a big difference from my, like my high school team and Gordon team, just kind of that, you know, central motto and um, yeah, like it being like a, a family, I guess, kind of was a, that was a you know, big difference and something I really appreciated with Gordon.
0: Well, I, I just kind of want to relive a, uh... I know we got to run together for a couple of years, so just relive mm-hmm. some of those memories. I know the team has, I mean, this is going to go up sometime early next week, I think, but uh, okay. as we're recording this uh, it's Friday night for us. So tomorrow is, uh, is their regional meets. Um, and I was just thinking back to the year we ran it being uh, below 30 degrees and uh, probably the coldest meet that I've ever been a part of in in my career yeah. and i was only an alternate that year i think uh did you get to run that year were you part I, of the seven i i was yeah that the yeah. one in um in maine that at the golf right. course
1: in maine. yeah yeah. Uh-huh.
0: yeah i know i remember some people were dealing with injuries but i think you 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 got to run that day so uh yeah. what was what was that experience like just uh running running in such cold temperatures obviously it's colder you know generally speaking where, where we are in new England, but, uh, that day in Mm -hmm. particular, uh, it was obviously rough for, for us all just standing around and and cheering you guys on, but, uh, Mm -hmm. what was it like racing in those conditions?
1: Yeah, that was, yeah, I think that was probably, you know, one of, you know, that was one of the colder races that I had ever been in. I, I remember that, you know, I, I'm a person that gets, I get cold pretty easily. So I was, you know, just, you know, trying to, before the race, trying to stay warm was real important. And especially, I guess, kind of right before when you're on the line and got to take off all the warm-up. It's like, that was, you know, just trying to stay warm. Uh, I guess, but once once I got going, or you know, I guess you kind of like warm up and you're focused, you know, in the race, um, I guess you still felt the cold, but it wasn't, I guess you kind of forget about it a little bit. Uh, I remember the wind being a real factor that day, kind of as certain parts the wind would just kind of crash in on you, so that was a big, bigger challenge of that particular race, but I, I do remember, um, I guess I had, I was pretty, despite those kind of colder conditions, I was kind of pleased with how I ran mainly because I, that particular year I had been injured for probably like half of the year. So I didn't get to run that much. And that race was kind of, I, I just felt, I felt better or not, I guess hundred percent, but I felt like that was the best race of the year. So I was, you know, I walked away kind of feeling uh, pleased about how that race went. So
0: do you remember what your time was?
1: uh not off the top of my head no i can't
0: yeah i know sometimes it all it all blurs i i I certainly Mm -hmm. know that feeling but uh Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah do you prefer running in the in the warmer conditions or or colder conditions like that Mm. i guess when you're talking about extremes obviously
1: yeah i guess i would have to go with uh colder temperatures i think yeah, I guess I don't, the heat kind of affects me a bit more.
0: Yeah. Well, I've always, I've always, the way I've seen it is like, you know, you can only, you can only take off so much, you know, like when when it's cold outside, you know, you can put another layer on or, you know, right. if, if you start to warm up during the run, you can, you can strip a layer or two or whatever, whatever's going to be best, you know, for, for you and how you're feeling and in, in those conditions. Whereas, you know, in the heat, you know, you you're, you're just kind of stuck with, with where you are and, you know, you can try to pour water on yourself and cool down or, or do whatever you, you can try to do. But, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, it just, it's much, you've got much more control in the, in the colder temperatures with how you want to approach it. So I've yeah, I've, I've felt the same way.
1: Yeah. That's kind of how I see it too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I know you touched on this briefly, but uh, you got to serve as a captain your, your senior year. Did coach, approach you and and ask if that was something that you'd be interested in doing and uh how's that role uh come to be for your for your final year
1: yeah it was my in, in my junior year I think I don't know if he really like, gave me a, tr- a choice I guess he was just kind of like I I see you being one of the captains next year and kind of like you're gonna be one of them kind of a deal so um but he did um Kind of the previous spring he kind of myself and the other captains or people who were going to be captains, he kind of had this whole uh, I guess sort of like program, I guess we kind of this from some like book that kind of talked about leadership and specifically in the uh, the role of being on, of like leadership on a sports team, so that was interesting and, and helpful as as a preparation. I guess what was the second part of your question?
0: I, I guess just like well, I think I think you answered just like how how you got to to be put in that role, and I guess I guess to follow up um, again, you touched on this briefly, but uh, you said it helped you grow and uh, realize your potential as a leader. So uh, just kind of talk about that a little bit more.
1: Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. You know, for me, I guess like I said, you know, it's not a you know a natural position, something that I would you know seek out. You know, it helped me. I guess, you know, get out of my my shell a little bit and kind of learn more about, I guess, kind of how to reach out and interact with different kinds of people as well, you know, kind of figuring out, you know, how different people, uh, you know, kind of think and operate, kind of how best to lead each individual person, even though you're kind of leading like the group but I mean having you know multiple captains kind of helped with that because you know people relate naturally just kind of relate with certain people better and it, it helps me I guess as a, a believer kind of start to think a bit more about and try to practice more kind of what does uh, you know uh, how like being a, a godly leader kind of doing it in a a way that's going to be pleasing to the Lord so that was a, a good thing um, you know, for me to look into and and try to put into practice. So, um.
0: yeah, sure. Well, uh, I guess you had a uh, you had another opportunity to do that in the spring um, on, on the track side of things. And I remember, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was kind of a, in the mid-distance uh, field. That was kind of my specialty, running the the 800 and the 1500. So we have it. We have a chance to do a a couple of 1500s together I think I know you mm-hmm. were doing some some 5ks as well and i think you i feel like you even ran a there was an indoor meet my freshman year did you run an 800
1: i did there? yeah yeah
0: i get it. that was probably the shortest you ever went in uh in college probably right
1: yeah uh-huh
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i re- i remember uh i think it was Regis uh my sophomore year so your your senior year when you and Toro ran that 5k And, uh, Mm -hmm. I think you guys were just kind of trading places like swapping every lap, trying to, trying to push each other and, uh, Mm -hmm. run that race together. And then I guess when you, when you get into the final couple of laps, all bets are off and you know, you're, you're going for the fastest Mm -hmm. time you can. But, uh, I remember, um, there was a four by four to wrap up the day. It was like right after the 5,000. And I think Toro was slated to, to run in that, in that event and, uh, I think I, I remember being the second alternate. I think coach maybe even had you as the first alternate, but I'm thinking like I'm the second alternate. There's no way I'm going to end up running this race. <laughs> and, you know, you guys just absolutely destroy this 5k and, you know, both put in, I don't know if it was a, a PR or season PR or, or what, but I, I remember it being a great race for both of you. And, uh, and then coach just laughs. Cause he's like, well, now Toro has got to get ready for a four by four. And I made the mistake of, uh, being right next to coach as he said that, because he looks over at me and says, hey, Schneider, are you warm? And I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) a little bit, you know? uh, (laughs) Yeah, so he, and then, of course, he told me to go uh, rip my warmups off, and Mm -hmm. I I probably ran like a 64 or something, you know, not, certainly not my best, because I I had like five minutes advance notice, but that was was Mm -hmm. a meet that definitely stood out to me. Um, Your senior year, and I remember, uh, mm-hmm. how well you were doing in the, in the 5k. So, uh, so, so that was exciting to see, um, you know, how you, you and Toro approached that.
1: Yeah. I, I remember that race. That was my, uh, my PR in 5k is on the track. So that was, and yeah, I, I think I probably wouldn't have gotten it without, you know, us, me and Toro kind of working together. So that was, I did, I remember that race. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Do you, I mean, I, I think I know the answer to this because obviously I have the perspective as, as a runner myself, but you know, how much do you have to change your, uh, your mindset? You know, obviously, you know, being kind of a distance specialist and being used to it in cross country, you know, when it's, you know, however many, you know, sometimes we run the same circuit and same loop a couple of times in a, in a meet, but you know, it's, it's much more scenic and, you know, you're going up and down hills and everything. Whereas, you know, you run, you run that distance on a track and you're just going in in circles you know it's it's got to be you know the, the physical aspect of it is obviously you know just as tough but uh you know mm-hmm. mentally that's got to be that's got to be pretty draining too so how do you how do you have to adjust when you're when you're competing there
1: yeah this it it is quite a, it's different i guess being on on the track you're just kind of you know, you're in the fishbowl i guess kind of every everybody's kind of around you but um yeah, I think just, you know, just kind of staying focused, kind of not trying to, you know, think too far ahead, I guess, in terms of like a, a 5k, you're doing 12 and a half laps, you know, not trying to think about how, or, you know, I don't know, like you got, you know, 10 laps left and trying to not think about, oh, there 10 laps, that's still a lot. So trying to focus on just doing the you know, one thing at a time. And then it eventually kind of gets to the point where you're down to like the last four or three and then like the final two laps you're kind of like just kind of it's able to you know, loosen up a bit i guess and kind of just go for it but i guess kind of staying focused so that you can manage your race properly on the track
0: so you graduate at the end of end of that year um Mm-hmm. and I think, you know, the, the new England, obviously it's tough to get to new England's for track in, in any event. I feel like the distance events are extremely tough. Um, mm-hmm. so I guess would, would conference have been, that would have been your last meet probably. Right.
1: Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Do you remember, you know, what, what, what kind of feeling you had that day knowing that this was, this was going to be your last race.
1: Yeah. Um, I remember, I think it was a bit different I know you know with cross cross country um, you know that's always I've always enjoyed that you know much more than track so I remember my at the regionals for cross country, you know just kind of the fact that knowing that you know this was my last cross country race that had a you know real you know that was a real detriment to me that day that that you know those kinds of things can you know affect me mentally and it, it definitely did that day and i didn't run as well so i think with the track uh conference i was trying to just kind of be more um uh easy about it you know try to you know not not think about it too much i guess um so i guess kind of that was my you know wanting to do well but i was trying to be a bit more relaxed i guess that was my Uh, mindset going in just and just wanting to uh, finish out my career well so um and I I remember running uh, I think in the 5k I ran uh, pretty well I was it wasn't a PR but I was happy with how it went I think after then I kind of let the uh, I guess kind of emotions kind of get to me I remember I was I cried a little bit, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting to happen, but I was just very, you know, grateful that I was able to be on the team, have that experience, and stuff. So it was a, it was a good day, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, obviously, uh, things have been pretty disruptive the last year and a half or so with the pandemic and everything. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious, have you kept up with? With running at all, just recreationally, since you've since you graduated,
1: I, I have. I I haven't done. I mean, I, I'm not running you know very many uh, miles. I guess I haven't done a a race yet since I I graduated. But I do still run you know pretty frequently, a couple couple times a week, and I I kind of mix it in with uh, other types of exercise. So i I'm kind of just running to stay fit, but I'll probably think about doing a race at some point in the future, just kind of see where I'm at, see what I can do that, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I've, I've certainly been, you know, it's, since I, I graduated in three and a half years. So it's been, it's been about a year since, you know, my cross country season wrapped up senior year. And obviously that was a little abbreviated and
1: right, different yeah.
0: because of of COVID and everything, but um I've been I've been enjoying my time off. I haven't gotten out there as as much as I probably should have or or would like to have. So uh I'm definitely looking to get back into it. So I'm glad to hear what you've uh you've kept up with it a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's it's good. I I guess it's good. Um, you know, it's kind of a an exercise that you can do. It's not I guess you can do it by yourself. I guess it's you know fairly easy to do. I guess you don't need a a whole lot of equipment or anything. So it's I guess it's It's a good thing for me, at least.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and of course, there's not the pressure of of training for, you know, being part of a team or anything, Mm -hmm. races coming up or anything like that. So Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. You can just kind of go at your own pace and do whatever you want to do, which which I guess Mm -hmm. is nice.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, well, I guess we can uh, shift over into uh, academics here a little bit. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, I know you're a history a history guy um was that was that your major it was yeah yeah so um i will tell you my biggest regret or one of my biggest regrets in in high school um just looking back at like like how i've matured and and everything is um not taking my history classes more seriously because i've now that i've been in college and and just kind of seeing uh you know how modern history is, has played out in recent years you know i have a mm-hmm. such a greater appreciation now than I did when I was just a cynical like high school freshman or sophomore and everything um Mm -hmm. just such a greater appreciation for history and uh the need to the need to learn it and uh and appreciate it um Mm -hmm. so I'm curious how how you chose that as your major and you know what what you planned on uh and what you I guess continue to plan on, on doing with it yeah um well I guess
1: um uh, history was, I guess, kind of always my my first love, I guess, when it comes to you know, like learning. ever since like I was little. I've always been very deeply you know fascinated by history. and I'm sure my parents have you know, stories about that sort of thing. but <laughs> um, so um, i had had kind of going into Gordon, I was pretty like undecided. But uh, after uh, that first year, I, I kind of realized, you know, kind of history was something that I you know, wanted to, it's, I guess, what I've always liked, what I've always been best at. So I kind of wanted to continue in history. And um, I guess, you know, kind of coming out with a history a degree, you know, people always kind of tend to Look down upon it as kind of like oh what what can you do with that kind of thing but um, you know with a history degree you you learn a lot of how to you know, like how to write how to research properly so those are kind of important skills that can go into uh, any field even if you're not in a, a history specific field so since then I've kind of been finding myself in things just using kind of more using the skills that I learned as a history major, kind of working in I guess a communications related field um, for the past a little over a year now. So and I guess kind of going forward, I'm still I'm still kind of figuring out I guess what I what I want to do. And I'm I'm still I guess open to going into a like a history specific field, whether it's like a being a teacher or Um, uh, you know uh, National Park or something something like that but I still just kind of using the skills you learn as a history major
0: yeah well I don't want to get too uh, too political here or anything but obviously you know no matter what you think of of current events or or recent history you know it's it's undeniable that it's been a it's been a crazy last few years and continues to continues to be. I feel like every, every week, you know, there's something new going on that's, you know, uh, troubling to people or, um, you know, just something that you would expect to to read in the onion or see on a (laughs) Saturday night live skit or something, but (laughs) this is real life now, you know, and and that's where (laughs) we are. Um, so I'm just curious from, a from a history major's perspective, you know, do you, do you look at what, you know, is unfolding in this, this era that we're living in and, you know, is that, Do you look at it with a different perspective and think like you know 100 years from now or 200 years from now when when students are looking back on this time you know what are they what are they going to think of of this whole era that we're living through uh yeah
1: i guess i kind of do wonder sometimes how it you know how's it going to be written about in the future i guess um i i I think you know kind of a lot of what's been going on in recent years has kind of, I guess what you said, kind of shown the importance of, I guess, kind of knowing knowing history, because there's a lot of people that like to, I guess, kind of, you know, bend it to serve some sort of purposes now, which I think some historians kind of refer to that as like ransacking the past for, you know, <laughs> present day goals, I guess. so. So, um, yeah, I guess it's important to yeah know history for guess, kind of what, what it is, I guess, not what you, what you want to make it to be, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just, I remember when, uh, I guess when, when Trump got elected, I was thinking to myself, like this guy that I know is like a, a celebrity apprentice host and <laughs> a, and a businessman who has like no political experience whatsoever like Mm -hmm. he he is now in the same category as like washington and lincoln (laughs) roosevelt and it's just you know and and Mm -hmm. then they start floating out like uh you know like oprah considering a presidential and you you think like celebrity politicians i guess uh Uh maybe becoming the the new norm here people flirting i guess uh caitlin jenner just ran for governor of california so it's uh oh that's right yeah yeah crazy crazy <laughs> times that we're living in here but mm-hmm. um i don't know i guess it's it'd be interesting to to look back on i don't know how i feel kind of living through uh everything that we're going through right now but um it's uh and some people people are going to have people from our generation are going to have uh, some pretty crazy stories to tell think <laughs> yeah <you> know, <laughs> in the coming years so <laughs> yeah well uh, i guess it's kind of to to wrap things up here, you know, I don't, I don't want to keep you too late tonight. Um, I know that you are, you're a pretty big baseball fan. Um, and I've got my, I've got my Phillies jacket on. Uh, right yes. Um, I know they haven't been super great in recent years. I think they now have the longest postseason drought in the entire national league, but, um, you know, I, I have a lot of family from New York. You're, you're a big Yankees fan, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yankees.
0: Yeah. So they've, obviously they, they won a world series. Um, they've won a lot of world series, but I'm thinking back to, you know, when we were kind of in grade school, uh, I guess, 2009, ironically beating, beating the Phillies there. Um, and the Phillies kind of had that period where they were, they were very good constant threats for, for a few years. And then they've just kind of been irrelevant aside from a few players since then. Um, whereas your Yankees have kind of come back and, you know, the, the whole scandal with the Astros I think I'm I'm curious to hear it from your perspective because Mm. you know I I hear a lot of Dodgers fans who say like you know that they should be they should have won the championship that year but Mm. you know the way I see it you know how do we know that you know because they're not just sign stealing or whatever during the World Series right they were doing it all year so how do we know that your Yankees don't go in there and beat the Astros on merit and then you know who knows what happens in the World Series right Right, so what Mm -hmm. was your reaction to the the uh the Astros cheating scandal and um I guess do you feel like they they were adequately punished or not and you know what's it like seeing them seeing them back in the World Series even a couple of mm-hmm. times since then
1: yeah um you know, I was kind of you know pretty you know kind of disappointed i guess pretty you know like irked by it <laughs> I guess like you know like the Yankees being like that close and then to find out that you know they were cheating to to beat them I guess I was pretty perturbed, I guess, but (laughs) Um, yeah, and I guess, you know, kind of having, I guess I kind of would have liked them to see, like to see their World Series revoked, I guess. I don't know if that's too extreme, but that's kind of how, what I, how I was kind of viewing it. And I mean, I just like going forward now, kind of, you know, seeing them in the World Series this year, I'm just like, always, it's like, bothers me, I guess. Like I still, I don't really like them. So I always kind of hope they lose and I was glad they did this past year, just a few weeks ago, but yeah, I guess, you know, I think they'll they'll probably continue to pay for it over the next few years with with just um, suspicion and, you know, reigns of booze from fans or anything like that they'll they'll continue to I guess yeah pay for it in certain ways but I guess then they've got to kind of move forward with that stain I guess
0: yeah well I always I always felt you know you can't really revoke the title obviously you put an asterisk next to it and everything but uh
1: you know it's
0: it's quite silly to me like you think of uh, you think of cycling and you know what happened with lance armstrong and you know that that's silly to me for a number of reasons because he was far from the only one that was that was doing it was on peds yeah. and everything so then i feel like mm-hmm. it just cancels out it's like well who's the best wow they're all uh yeah, yeah, yeah. they've all got that advantage um but you know to look back in the record books and they well there is no tour de france winner for this block of seven <laughs> straight years that he wanted because his title <laughs> but i think and even if they did do it that way where it's like they gave it to the next next rider i think like six of his seven tour de france wins like the the second place guy was was caught for doping as well so obviously that the whole sport just kind of got stained by by that scandal there but um you know it's like it's it's like how it is with barry bonds i guess you know everybody knows that he was you know using steroids and everything but you know you can't you can't go back and uh rewrite the history books because you know those those home runs occurred not only for him, but, you know, it, it factors into a pitcher's ERA and, you know, how would you rework if you, if you revoked his home runs, how does that change the the, the ripple effects of, of those statistics? Cause you know, baseball is such a statistical sport and and game and everything. So, you know, I, if they, if they had, I, I totally get the sentiment for wanting, you know, the world <laughs> series know. stripped or, or whatever, but, you know, mm-hmm. from a logistical perspective you know i don't know i don't know how practical that really is because the season occurred and and everything um but i've got to say like as if from a phillies fan's perspective you know as if i needed any more reason not to like the team they, they go back in 19 and they they lose the world series and give a, a championship to the nationals who are division rival of the phillies mm-hmm. and then this year they go back and they lose to the braves so they give <laughs> another, braves, they give another <laughs> division rival of <to> the phillies and- <laughs> And we're sitting here, you know, paying Bryce Harper three hundred thirty million dollars or whatever, and still can't, still can't even get back to the the postseason. So that's that's frustrating for me. Um, yeah. Like, I guess the the only the only sort of opponents you could line up to to that out the point where I would even have the slightest interest at all in in, in rooting against Houston, not or, or rooting for Houston. I guess not really rooting for Houston, just rooting against. My division rivals because that is a conflict mm-hmm. of interest. There, you know, and yeah. and the one time that I would be okay with them winning to prevent that from happening, they they blow it. So as if I read, as if I needed a reason not to <laughs> not to like them any more than than what went through the scandal. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I've got to admit, like it's been it's been harder for me to follow just because the, the Phillies haven't been as great in recent years. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, I I know the Yankees were in a were in a tight race this year with, with Boston. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of history with the rivalry there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, do do you look at the team now and, you know, are you, are you optimistic that, you know, if, if they make the right moves here and there and, you know, put a, put a quality season together that they could win the world series again in the near future?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I, they're definitely, they got the talent. I think Uh, i I think they should just, um, you know, perhaps maybe try to just kind of work with what they have, I guess, you know, like the Yankees are like a big spending team. And I think sometimes they have a, the tendency to have like impulse buys where they you know, get somebody just because they have the money to do so. And other teams like the, I think like the Rays in recent years are very strong because they kind of build, like they spend years and years kind of building up players and the, making a team instead of, so I think that might serve them a bit better, even, you know, to, instead of like making a, you know, insta dream team, I guess, kind of you know, work with what you have and see where, see what you can do, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, like I said, you know, half of my, my family, a lot of family on my dad's side is from New York. So, you know, I've growing up here, I kind of adopted the, the Philadelphia teams, but I, I certainly have mm-hmm. a lot of Family and, and people I know that are that are big Yankees fans so I'm sure I'm sure they've got to be excited as well because I I feel like you guys you know do have a do have a strong roster in New York it's just kind of a matter of you know finishing finishing the season and finishing the job in in the postseason um right Yeah. And, and putting that together and and closing the deal mm-hmm. yeah are you uh so are you a, a New York sports fan all throughout I mean, obviously I know your your Yankees connection, but uh do you follow the other teams in, in the area at all?
1: Um I although they're I guess they're not my you know my favorite team. Or well, I guess in hockey, I it's not my most favorite sport, but I do follow the the Buffalo Sabres a bit. And um I guess I I somehow ended up a, a Minnesota Vikings fan in football, but I guess being from New York, I am pretty partial to the Bills as well. So some yeah. of the New York teams. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, I know the Bills have been, uh, they've, they've struggled for for several years and now just the, the last couple of years, they've kind of found their stride and finally have a chance it looks like to, uh, to make some noise. So that's, that's gotta be mm-hmm. an exciting time for for that city. Um, mm-hmm. And the Vikings, I feel like, you know, uh, they, they have come, they've come so close so many times and, you know, they're either mm-hmm. I feel like you either hear about them like almost pulling off this miraculous run or whatever, <laughs> or they're just, they they can't catch a single break and they're awful. And yeah, they're yeah. of, I feel like there's very little in between with them. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, but I guess, uh, you know, you've, you've got some, you've got some good things to look forward to in, uh, with the bills right now. I know they, they just lost some Jaguars, which was kind of a, yeah, a surprise was- there, but.
1: Uh, be a good wake-up call for them I think, <laughs> I think.
0: Yeah. yeah all right well uh Chandler thank you so much again for for joining me and I know it's been it's been a little while since we got a chance to catch yeah. up so I'm glad to hear what you're doing well and um thanks again you know you, I've done enough of these now you would think that we could you know start one of these meetings without any technical gremlins popping <laughs> up but uh yeah. <laughs> thank you for bearing with me there and um that's okay yeah glad we glad we were able to get all that sorted out but uh yeah i'll let you i'll let you get back to uh the rest of your evening and um hopefully i can hopefully we can catch up again soon maybe not wait two years this time to uh (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm thinking about trying to make it up to uh to a track meet so i don't know um if you've got any plans here maybe we could uh some of the alums could get together and and try to meet up and and go to a race or something like that Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe we can plan something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. well, uh, like I said, thanks so much, and um, hopefully I'll, hopefully I'll talk to you soon, but uh, enjoy the yeah, rest of the reading.: you. All right. Good to see you. Good to see you too.